Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get you. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my most power, earth you with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there Ninjas! So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks, Fresh Mr. Moscow. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Y- yes, you can. Only a one-time deal today. You can. Just That's fine. And Mauer. Beep you. Yep. You know, I'm not even going to fight you on it. That's just it's, it's where we are on this issue. <laughs> it's at 9 o'clock. Very much. It's 9 o'clock the night before the show's going up. This is this is how we are. <laughs> <laughs> we are all getting our ass kicked at work. Yep. Yeah. So uh, how's everyone else's day? <laughs> if you're at work right now, go poop on the clock. Because we said so. <laughs> No. That might be the weirdest call to action I've ever heard anywhere. Anywhere, <laughs> like, follow, and subscribe while you're pooping. <laughs> All right, welcome uh, to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's what we talk about. Those comic-related current events. Comic-related current events. Comic-related current events. He got so excited. Why'd you get so excited? Uh, because we did it without me jumbling my words over somebody else. Oh, well, I feel, I feel as though we can't go, we can't round Robin until we're back in the same room. No, we can, (laughs) because it's going to go Menti, me, then Moshka. Ready? Comic. Related. Current. Events. See, I mean, it worked. It worked. It worked. You know, and the only reason Mauer did that is to make it easier to edit, because he'll just use that to sync everything up. (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. There's plenty of things for us to talk about. For example, the Eternals trailer. Miles Morales turns 10. And the Superman-verse starts off with a crossover event? Kinda? Kinda, sorta, maybe. So the Superman-verse now. (laughs) Well, no, it'll always be the Arrowverse. It'll always... Always. This, we, we fought CW tooth and nail on them trying to change this name. Just because a good new show comes out doesn't mean we're going to forget what Oliver Queen did for this city. <laughs> true. All right. The Arrowverse. Don't you dare. All right. We got talk, <laughs> comics to talk about first. That's what we're going to start with, as we always do, unless some really big news happens, which I don't think and the Eternals trailer was. And we to talk about that first anyway. <laughs> wait until the very end to talk about it. Um, yeah. So let's go through comics. And the I think the first big thing to talk about is... There's, there's, it's a lot of Marvel news, um, but is Miles Morales is turning ten years old? Oh, double yep. digits. Miles, Miles is getting there. He's, he's, uh, he's a new. He still feels really new, but he's got a decade in comics on him now. Interacted, winning our hearts over. Interacted. You know, I hated that name at first. You, you really did. I did. I despised that name, and now it, it's just such a fun ring to it. <laughs> yeah, I was at my nephew's a few weeks ago, and he, I got him like the Marvel Encyclopedia, and he's going nuts over it. So I'm quizzing. I'm like, huh, Miles Morales. What's his name? He's like Spider Man. I'm like, huh, nope. He's like, what? I'm like, that's Kid Arachnid. So I pointed to Spider Gwen. 
I'm like, who's that? He's like, Spider Gwen, duh. I'm like, nope, Ghost Spider, you lose. <laughs> Just kept screwing with him. And he's like, but... I, the book says, I'm like, ah, Marvel changes everything. So I want you just to to extrapolate the story you were just told. And you know how those comic shops get a bad rap for being really <laughs> weird to customers? That's why. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they're going to start celebrating his uh, his 10-year anniversary in August. And okay, so I mean, we got our kid arachnid, um, I guess, somewhat breakdown there by quizzing children and calling them wrong. Uh, but he was created by uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, and he, deb- he debuted in what? Ultimates? Wasn't it Ultimate before he had his own book? I think it was, uh, Ultimates. I think it was Ultimates and Ultimate Fallout or something. Number Ultimate four. Fallout 4. That's right. Um, that and he was, was when he was hated, just a kid, right? And he was hated. Whew. He was... He was hated, he hated when Spider-Man died. Right. And well, he took up the mantle. Well, that's... Well, yeah, everyone was like, you can't kill Peter for this. And and, well, and I don't know if people remember... Like, if you didn't live through the Ultimate Universe, you just look back on it, it's different. When they launched it, they said, we have one rule. If somebody dies here, they're dead. It's not like the rest of the Marvel Universe where they're going to comic their ass back to life. No, they're dead. So when Spider-Man died, people were like, oh my god, you killed Spider-Man for this kid? And people lost their shit, and that forced Marvel to go back on what the entire universe was established on and bring him back to life. If you think about new characters that have been introduced over the last 10 years, can you think of a character with a better track record? Like for the big controversy made him a a pretty quick household name. So right off the bat, Miss Marvel's a really good one. Miss Marvel's a really good one, but the only difference is is that he's got an Oscar associated with him. (laughs) Yeah, like Miles Miles has a lot going on for him. Um yeah, and he he did also had the benefit of being a Spider Man. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you get that rub. And, you know, it's like in wrestling, he got, he got the rub from Spider-Man and he went over real quick. And he lived up to the hype though. Like as far as, as far as a, a past the mantle kind of character, he, he stayed that relatable Parker essence. Like it, it's still, it's things that made Peter great still stuck true in what makes Miles great. Like the, the, the archetype of the spider character, if you will. <laughs> Uh, is yeah, very present. I mean, I still didn't like him at first for the same reason everyone else didn't. It's yeah, you don't get rid of Peter. You don't get rid of Peter. But two, and I've always said this: I've never been a fan of you just going. Oh, we need a new character. Swap this out. Put that. Like I like. If you're going to give me a new character, give me a, a new character. Um, because even when you look at uh, what is it? Uh, Gwen Stacy or Gwenpool, like. Mm-hmm. Gwenpool is a whole unique character just using a name. Has sure, to do with but Deadpool. still, this is they've they've we're about to talk about a character later on who's getting that same kind of treatment. <laughs> so like this isn't new. They did it with Danny Ketch. Another example first pops into my head. Like this isn't the passing no, of the mantle and introducing new characters is not a new thing. It's it's something it's, they do. I wish they would have a little bit more money put aside because that's what it really is to let a character just fail for a year or two to establish them 
And that's really all it is, is they put a character out, if they put a new character out, and it doesn't sell 5 million copies, everybody hates the character. But they don't realize that comic fans take a while to warm up to things. It's true. It's very true. Which is why everything always used to be introduced into Fantastic Four. And just do stories in there. That's why I wish Marvel Spotlight would come back. Yeah, you gotta. It's it's funny in comics. You gotta pay your dues as a character for the for everybody to uh, to appreciate you. Because if they just start, then that's you know what. That's funny that you say that because it may it maybe is my issue with Marvel right now. Because it's I mean in general some of the Marvel books have been good, but the the shoehorning MCU soon to be characters bothers me. I've got the character that beats Miles. Why the dude turns ten? Why do you want to meet come up with a character to beat him? You, you said like we're celebrating you this. A, you're like, can you think of anybody else? <laughs> Jessica Jones. What? Created recently. That has a better... She doesn't have an Oscar to her name. She has a great show. Two, well, two good seasons. Two good seasons. Oh, I, I like the third one, too, but... Household name now. Sure, not a Miles. Di- but, so, but I'm That's putting not her above... Miles. She didn't have... She's not, above Kamala. She's not above Kamala, either. People use... People she use didn't the- get the rub from anybody. She is one, and she's just a name. It's not like she was... Well, she got the rub from Luke Cage, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) But you know what I mean? That's a character that established itself without having any other history to help prop them up. Sure, but, I mean, she also was a... When she first came on the scene, she was a detective who was hunting... What's it, Captain America for having an affair? I mean, she used some pretty big <laughs> names to make her first story popular. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not not knocking the character. I'm just saying it's not it's not into the Spider Verse. I mean, <laughs> I would I'm say just, the show's better. I'm just than upset this. that I I wasn't the one with that Jessica Jones bit. That's that's usually my <laughs> wheelhouse, and and I couldn't even tag it. Sorry, buddy. No, nope, you couldn't. <laughs> All right, let's keep this moving. Um, so, yeah. Oh, what, what, what are they doing? Okay, so real quick, the uh, what, <laughs> what Marvel's doing in August. No, we it. didn't. They are going to release uh, a, a new number one in August, um, uh, but that's going to have multiple stories. Essentially, all, like... It's a catch-up kind of book, so it's going to have the original appearance in Ultimate Fallout 4, as well as the Ultimate Spider-Man, the first, I think, seven issues or five issues, something like that? Five. Um, and that's going to be seven ninety nine. dollars uh, And then later on in September, he's going to be on a bunch of different covers um, also to celebrate, so that's cool. So there's going to be I some miles stuff coming. I will say he's got an awesome costume now. Like... All the tweaks they've done to his costume. Little, little things over the years, but like I feel Dude. his costume right now and the future costume in the game. The spider characters in general. Spider Gwen's costume's great. Ben Riley's the hoodie was great. I mean, all the spider characters for the most part. Except for what, Richter or Rick Ricochet? With the spikes. Ricochet with the, with his hair out like he was Wally West. Oh yeah. Well, when he didn't want to go by Spider Man anymore. It was stupid. Stupid. Right. Don't even Move look on. that up. I don't even want to break that down. It was dumb. Um all right. Let's <laughs> Clones. uh um for time's sake, because that that's took way longer than I expected it to. Uh, I'm gonna go through this next one a little fast. Um because <laughs> no one cares. What, you don't care about Onslaught? Dude, Onslaught represents the 90s like no other character does. He's the most extreme, stupid character, but he's also awesome at the same time. You skipped the entire story and went straight to the punchline. I did. I'm I'm flying through this one. Um, Anyway, they've been been teasing 
uh, onslaughts coming back for a little bit now. We've talked about them a couple times on the show, um, but they're pretty much making it clear in Way of X that that's where everything is going. Um, so with uh, onslaught, onslaught is this is where he gets dumb. Onslaught is uh, Xavier's contempt for human. No, no, it's Magneto's contempt for humanity uh, and. Uh, Xavier's annoyance, I guess, with humanity. Those two, two, those two energies combined to make a physical uh, and like a form, like a, almost like a Galactus, like because he had an armor that he wore. But mm-hmm. he is a he is a sentient being merged of those two's issues with humanity. That's what he is, and he like became iron juggernaut powered by Xavier and Magneto, and just and, and constantly pissed, just constantly pissed, uh, and he is the most '90s thing you've ever seen. It, all he's missing is pouches, you know, like all over. <laughs> if he just had well, a couple he has pouches, the rivets everywhere. That's true. He does. He's very spiky. Uh, but that led to Heroes Reborn, which was also the end of the Marvel Universe in the 90s because nothing other than the X-Men and Spider-Man were selling. So they used Onslaught with the power of uh, Franklin Richards to essentially wipe every character out except for those two books uh, and relaunched and rebranded everything under Heroes Reborn, which is happening now. So it's kind of ironic that you know we've got a new Heroes Reborn and they're bringing back Onslaught right around the same time. I'm just saying that's kind of interesting. Uh, anyway, it's almost like they know their history and they're planning to play on nostalgia. It's good. It's a smart move. It's a smart move. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Uh, so yeah, there. Look, it's a crazy book. I'm, I'm, I'm X Men's kind of, kind of. I'm falling off on X Men a little bit because it's just it's getting it's getting in the the standard X Men con uh, convoluted. Are reverting back to what Batman was after X Men was it, where you have to pick storylines with them. It's a good book for 10 issues, and then that book sucks, but then there's another X-Men book over here. Yeah. That one's going to be the good one for but 10 But then issues. it just becomes, and then it just becomes exhausting trying to find the good one. Well, what <laughs> yeah. they don't realize is instead of spreading the team out, just keep the team together. People want to watch the same characters over and over again. There's other teams that could be cool. Make them their own thing, and if people want to see those characters, they'll go over there. But you want to see Cyclops and Jean Grey and Beast and Gambit and Rogue. Like the 90s cartoon, just make that team, leave that the team, and keep going. Mauer, since you're, over. you're on a roll. No, it was, it was a good roll. It was a good roll. I'm going to let you keep rocking. Uh, right. uh, take, uh, take the next Marvel story before we start jumping into DC News. The next Marvel story. Yes, the one that you're definitely oh, going to take because okay. you're the only fan of this character. <laughs> we had like a 30-minute discussion about it before the show. So, <laughs> so recently, it was the, what, 30th anniversary mm-hmm. for Darkhawk? Yay! And they killed him. Yay! <laughs> You've been around 30 years. We're going to kill you. He sacrificed himself. He did the heroic thing. Um, Darkhawk is a weird and unique character that has always looked really cool. But originally, he just wasn't, didn't have that much meat and potatoes to him. Um, he has a gem in his chest, and it forms this armor around him, kind of like Giver. He's a very Giver-esque Dude, Nova. the Giver is one of the greatest things that has ever happened to my life. I, 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 I'm so upset that you brought that up, because you can't just say Giver. Most people don't know who that is. Uh, and that takes a lot of explanation. <laughs> right. well, if you think of Tony Stark's new armor in the last movies where it kind of forms around him, that's what it was. And it was a hawk type persona 
later on you realize there's more of them and then they have these things called raptors which they can just put their persona into and they even form big mechs like power rangers and they can like house people in them almost like uh pacific rim like the characters went crazy guardians of the galaxy uh infinity wars is it or infinity countdown he was part of he's been through everything he's just kind of been that character on the side well, it looks like after he died, they are rebranding him. They're passing the mantle. Uh, and this new mantle looks like they're going to be taking all of the best parts of the Dark Hawk story over these years. And almost, we talked about the Ultimate Universe earlier, almost doing an Ultimate version of it, but within the Marvel con- uh, continuity, if that makes sense. So I'm- he's going to ha- have the armor. He's going to have his own clean start to the story. Um, yeah, but there's there's an aspect to it that I love. Like the only that? thing that I find intriguing about this, the new character's name is going to be Connor Young, and Connor Young um, is looks like he's going to have this bright future, but then he gets diagnosed with a mental disorder, um, which the ability for people to connect to those machines is all based on the mind because our bodies physically cannot interact with them. So like they switch places with you when you go into one of the dark Hawks. Um, so the concept of this book is how does it change if you've got one of those disorders? So if you were, if you were dealing with a mental disorder, how does that, con- how does that change how you connect to it? Does it make him more powerful? Is it a weakness? Is it a strength? Like, what What does it do? And that concept is wildly intriguing. Yeah, and it's... It's gonna be neat to see. And how does he... I forget what it's called, like, the something song. Um, where all of the different raptors can communicate to each other telepathically. Like, how does he work with that? Um, I have a feeling this is going to take the Darkhawk character. This is gonna be the Johnny Blaze of Darkhawk. Be cool. It's going to take a character that really is a cool character if you dive into them, but wasn't very polished and easy to read. Bring it into the modern age, make it cool, give it some cool new powers, and I have a feeling that you're going to get a lot more people that will like the older character. And and because because it's a character like Darkhawk who honestly doesn't have it's a, it's a long-standing character, but few and far between appearances. It's not somebody you see often. This is a perfect character to kind of re- revamp because I don't think you're going to have many people. It's like when they did it with Blue Beetle, right? right? Ted Cord, great. Love Ted Cord. Don't get me wrong. Ted Cord's my Blue Beetle. But the new kid, I like the Scarab. Like he's, I, when they said he was going to be the part of the movie, all right, I'll take it. It's not Blue Beetle like I know him. But I'll take it. That's going to be cool. So the uh, same rules apply here. I'll, uh, this is one of those characters that I don't think you're going to get a lot of people upset, like with Miles and Peter. You know what I mean? Because it's the same story. Peter killed. Peter dies, and someone takes up the mantle. And this, the original Darkhawk dies, and now you got Connor taking up the mantle. But because nobody cares about Darkhawk, there's not going to be anybody. No, oh, no. <laughs> now, do either of you have uh, Darkhawk in your iOS games? The Marvel... Because he's yes. in Future Fight. Oh, yeah. I have him. I just never use him. That has not showed up yet in uh, Strike Force. Uh, he's in Contest of Champions, so. <laughs> I like it. Oh. Do we all play a different Marvel Heck freemium yeah. game? That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. So, so um, yeah, let's get into some DC news. And it's pretty just, it's Batman news. Batman. Batman. 
Yeah. Batman's got a new book coming out that they've been kind of alluding to and working on for a while. Very similar. It's like every big, big Batman event. They're all kind of like the, the lead up and the, the, the con like getting there is all starting to feel the same. But we've got Fear State is the new book that's going to be very uh, sc- uh, scarecrow centric, uh, which is weird. You'd think they'd want to be pushing the Riddler right now. You'd think the Riddler would be all over these books, but it's a Scarecrow book. Um, and the, the Riddler. So I have a feeling the pandemic screwed everything up <laughs> because the the movie got pushed back and the writers had a strike. So I have a feeling that some of these stories were plotted for earlier, and you only have X number of artists that can draw these things. And I think they kind of got backed up with. Uh, uh, work because there was actually ads for them looking for artists at DC and Marvel recently. Well, um, this is going to tie into Infinite Frontier, which has been going on now, plus the new future Batman it's going to tie into. Uh, and it's going to be spread across several different books starting in August. So uh, Fear State begins in I Am Batman Zero. Uh, then it goes into Catwoman. Oh, I Am Batman Zero is the new Batman. That's the John Ridley book. That's the 12 Years a Slave writer. Uh, that's the the comic that he's doing. Uh, then there's Catwoman 34. Then there's Harley Quinn number six. Uh, then there's Batman Fear State Alpha number one. And then uh, there will be an in the ongoing series, Batman 112 through 117 will also contain the story. So if you want the whole Fear State thing, you know what? Maybe what we can try and do is let's see if we can get Corbin to come on and talk about like the lead up to this. So before August, before this rolls around, because I guarantee you, if there's anybody who's like reading this book, it's Corbin. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get him on and uh, explain honestly, why. Honestly, I'd say all the Batman books right now are really good. The, that's the... The thing with Batman books in general, since New 52, they've all been pretty good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, other than Commissioner Gordon and Robo Bunny Batman, which I believe is. Even was, that, when you look back at it. No. Cool. <laughs> Robo Bunny, no. All right. Sorry. Um, murder Mystery series coming out. That looks really cool. <laughs> that looks very cool. Uh, a Murder Mystery series comic starring the Joker. <laughs> I'm all about it. So it's good. It's five, uh, seven issues, seven issue miniseries where each issue is going to tell you a different story, but the story will be told by the Joker and throughout each story, there will be clues to what his grand plan is. Uh, so each story will feel, won't feel connected so on so much, but if you were very vigilant and paying attention, you will find out what the Joker scheme is before the seventh issue. That's cool. I like those type of things. Yeah. This is, remember Zork? Like those choose your own adventures. This kind of feels like that. Like well, mixed I know with, who this book clue. should be about the Riddler. Yes, this should be a Riddler book. <laughs> <laughs> this should absolutely be a Riddler book. I, I thought we were going to get something completely different with this. When I read the headline, I thought maybe we were actually getting a game that we could play. Where <laughs> that would be cool story. too. Uh, there was a comic we talked about it last year that was for D and D, and they did that each month. It was a new game for you to play, so it told a story and then gave you like a dungeon master guide. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how that did. I'll have to reach out to the gaming people. But let's talk CW. Uh, yeah, so the CW's got a whole bunch going on right now. They've got a new show order uh, in Naomi. Uh, then we also got a crossover event, and we got our first official look at Bart Allen. I am going to go on a limb and say Naomi had a show the second that Brian Michael Bendis came to DC. Because remember, Mm. that was the character that he was like, this is my character, this is my swan song, everything. Like, I have a feeling that part of all of that 
was he was working on everything simultaneously. Uh, we talked about Naomi, what, through two issues ago, three issues ago, something like that. Um, yeah. But real quick recap, she comes from a whole different world um, where uh, a bunch of people were given powers, 29 people or something like that, that they had their own little civil war. Most of them died off. She is the daughter of one of those superpowered people, uh, and she was sent to our Earth to escape the villain of that Earth, uh, which is what the Justice League book is going into now because they're traveling to her planet, which is making all their powers go crazy. Uh, but Naomi has the ability to transform, essentially. Uh, she transforms into this golden armor that allows for energy projection and uh, super strength, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think Naomi's a very popular character now. Like, I did not realize the value of her first book. I bought that on a whim. I did not think that was going to go into my in case of fire grab box and run box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's Brian Michael Bendis. So we'll see how the CW handles that. Um, is he involved in it? No. Do you know? You don't think he's no. an executive Brian producer? My, no. No, even if he was, he's he's pretty hands off. <laughs> he doesn't. He just he's he's very much like a. Well, I guess I guess uh, what can I think of his name? Oh, what can I think of his name? Can't draw his feet. Can't. Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld. Do what you want with my stuff. Just yeah, me. right. But like, he seems like he's very involved, but he's not. He's not a Todd McFarlane. Like Todd McFarlane would be wildly in control of this. Brian Michael Bendis <laughs> no, 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 is like, no, guys, you got the webbing wrong again. You want to so make a show wanna... about my stuff? <laughs> cool. You could do that. <laughs> or, <laughs> um, but speaking of CW, everybody makes fun of them, but HBO Max just snagged their director, and you so, just uh, snagged my story. It was, it was a smart, smart move. Moshko, tell me all about it. Absolutely. So if somebody's doing really well, what do you do? You reward them. You also get them under contract and you want them to do other things for you. So Lee uh, Tolan Krieger uh, has been tapped to uh, basically write uh, Green Lantern, or I'm sorry, direct Green Lantern uh, for HBO Max. Uh, so The pilot. Really, the pilot. Well, uh, he's probably going to end up doing more. Well, um, maybe, but as of right now, there's they've only greenlit a pilot, so <laughs> right. So he he most recently did, uh, you know, well he most recently did Shadow and Bone. If you've watched that, that's kind of cool. It's on Netflix, uh, but more notably, Superman and Lois. Uh, he's been the director of that show. And we all know how Which, great that is. But so he did good. Sabrina. He did Riverdale. Mm -hmm. um, he's done the Prodigal Son, and then that show You. That he everybody seems to like. Dude, you is great. That is so. You yeah. is a really. It's a great read. It's a fun watch, dude. You is a. Mm -hmm. Use worth your time. It's and again, okay, we're gonna go on a tangent here. Can this I get on my very, soapbox just for a second? Now, if you brought up something that if you if we don't talk about it now, then the, the, the opportunity is gone. This only take two seconds. Since Dexter's coming back, wouldn't the greatest opening to that show be? Joe's on the table. <laughs> Wouldn't it just be great if it's just Joe's on the table with a little, with a little bit of blood and, hey, Joe, it would be, because that's what you is. You is Dexter with a stalker. It's a charming stalker. You didn't like Dexter? I thought I'd no, have. I, I did like Dexter. We'll, we'll talk after the show. Um, <laughs> if you're not watching Superman and Lois, it's back on weekly. Mm -hmm. Stop every other show you're watching and go watch Superman and Lois. The best Superman since Christopher Reeve. Period. I'm not going to argue that. All right. I can't. Nope. What's going on in your Flash world, brother? Well, because of COVID, it's all off kilter. 
It's and you can see it's not been a very good season, and it's it's fun, you know, because it's the Flash. It's but it's it's a bag of potato chips, you know. You're not getting anything of substance. It's just it's over, and you stop thinking about it, and that's that. Um, so they're trying to figure out ways to get back uh, to the swing of things, and one of the ways that they plan on doing it because of their release schedule being so out of whack is they're going to uh, do a new uh, five uh, eight episode eight episode. No, season eight, five episode crossover. Those are the numbers. So it's season eight for The Flash is going to start with a five episode crossover. And the crossover is not going to be like we're used to. It's going to be like the older crossovers that we used to get where the one character would just show up in another character's show. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like one coherent. And it's going to be a coherent storyline because they're all supposed to take place, you know, co- uh, consecutively. But it'll one will feel like a flash show. One will feel like a black lightning show, maybe or a super goal show. Like what maybe. they first did. Yes, very much. And so it's really a way for them to get back to their regular schedule. So that way, you know, the midseason finale is in October and so on and so forth. It's just a way for them to kind of fix what happened to that show over COVID. Um, so, but I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm happy to see. Apparently, I mean, there's rumor that we're going to get new characters. So that'll be fun. Uh, it'd be cool if we see Naomi show up in one of these or if we get like maybe one of the Kent kids as an adult. It'd be kind of cool. Right. Well, and in the flash, you got uh, what's your impulse? Yeah, we might get right? yeah impulse could show up in that. Yeah, it would be cool. It'd be a good. That's probably the way to do it. You just have Bart show up from the future, and, and they gotta mess everything up. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect because that would be the most Bart Allen thing in the world. <laughs> and who is Bart Allen? Because I know nothing about him. He's he's Barry's grandson from the future who is very got flash powers and very excited to meet him. So he ran back in time to meet his granddad and that's that's really it <laughs> that's it he's another speedster from the right. future let's talk some marvel stuff in the movies real quick we have the new poster for the eternals and the teaser the poster you needed the teaser to, to put out so i understand why they waited because it had that really cool ship that triangle ship and so that's really it, it, they go hand in hand but what do you think of the trailer it was pretty yes that's, that's it you're right <laughs> you're right that's it it's I, gonna be pretty you know what it's asgard just in a long movie <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's celestial asgard um we'll see what happens i don't have any investment into these characters whatsoever that might be a good thing though i'll watch the movie you might get probably, a jessica jones yeah it might be pleasantly surprised but i have no horse in this race. I'd well, really that's good because theory. There's theories out there. There's a bunch of theories out there saying that they're not going to go by any normal comics origin. That you're probably going. It's not going to be like the Ultimates or Six One Six, but a little bit more obscure. Um, I saw that uh, Earth X might be one of the origins for them, um, but es- essentially, instead of that normal, um, they were experimented on by Celestials. And they were told to watch after humanity and they turn their backs on humanity and all that. It's going to be, they were told to watch the experiment, which is a little closer to what we got in more modern books. So look after the experiment, but don't get involved. Right. So, which is why they haven't been involved in any of the, um, any of the things that have happened in the MCU. So thusly, um, but it would make sense why the snap would affect them because if half of them die, also it's like, well, I guess we got to get involved now. (laughs) (laughs) But yep looks cool and then for me we have the set photos from the new thor movie more specifically we got photos of jane yes we did looking (laughs) smoking hot 
<laughs> in a, a, a kind of 80s type hairstyle. But I didn't see that photo. She looks like she could kick your ass. She's in like big heels and tight jeans and like she's she's Jane. Thor yeah. is going to be so upset that she broke up with him. I love Asgard <laughs> tours, though. That that made me laugh out loud when I saw that. When you look when you look at uh, the set photos, it looks like Valkyrie. Since she's now the the queen of Asgard, um, <laughs> it seems like she's opened it up for tourism because there's a big giant boat that you can get on yep. <laughs> and take a tour around Asgard. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, you know what? I'm probably not going to like all of the movie because of how much guardians of the galaxy type stuff is in it but there's so many characters in this that i like dude it's gonna be ragnarok on steroids are you kidding me (laughs) you're gonna hate this movie but because guardians guardians one guardians two is guardians one on steroids that's what this is gonna be we're gonna get thunderstrike and that's fine what td is gonna out with td himself (laughs) (laughs) i guarantee you he's gonna be with td (laughs) all right um Mashko, you want to close us out with some cool news? Well, I figured you would take it since you took the other one. <laughs> um. <laughs> you just put words in front of him and, Ma- and Mauer just reads. He just starts going down. <laughs> that's, that's why, you know. Anyway, back to the show. You got to make the text bold and, and, and oh, you, size you 64. Well, I do that from just myself so I could read it. Uh, anyway, uh, Sebastian, this, this is actually kind of a really silly story. Um, it's non news. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, what else are you going to say? So Sebastian Stan was asked, you know, uh, you know, how, uh, how long are you going to be doing this? How long are you under contract? Yada, yada, yada. Um, to be, you know, the white wolf, as we like to call him here. Um, basically, you know, he'll say he'll do it as long as he can or as long as they'll let him do it, which, I mean, isn't that Well, that's good, because remember, that's Chris. That's answer. No, because uh, there was a while we thought Cap wasn't going to be long as round as, as he was, because he was like, I want to go direct. I don't want to do this. I want to be done. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so. but Sebastian Stan is dramatically different than Chris Evans. He had the helm of franchise. Dude, this guy just shows up from time to time. Like, Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier is the biggest commitment he probably made. He's only in half the episodes. I, I was going to say, he's kind of like Brock Lesnar only coming in every once in a while. <laughs> but That's, when he's there, he, he makes, makes an, an impact. impact. Yeah. He's good. He's good. But at the end of the day, he, what, he was in Infinity War for, I don't know, a third of it? Not even a third? Not even that. Well, it's, it's not like Less he's than a quarter of it? Go, it's not like he's going to go and be Tommy Lee for part two of, you know, the next movies. <laughs> right. So, this is a guaranteed paycheck. There's going to be a sequel to Tommy and Pam. Plus um, the likeness rights and residual pay he's getting from this dude, he'll snap. Why would you ever let this go? I'm, also, I'm, I'm, I'm Tom Holland camp, where like where he's like, I want to be Spider Man until I die. <laughs> yep, I get it. <laughs> I, I want to say he's going to stay the Winter Soldier. He's not going to be the White Wolf. Mm-hmm. He is going to do what they did in the comics, I believe, and just that is part of him. He's going to redeem he's the a, name. He's at peace with it, and he's going to continue with it. Um, he would be. I, I don't want him to call so, him White Wolf. You see so many people going, he's not Winter Soldier anymore. You know, he needs to be White Wolf. Technically, he wasn't White Wolf in the comics. So he doesn't have to tell that story because that wasn't him. Um, That was a cool Easter egg they threw in. But really... And I'm cool with with Wakanda still calling him White Wolf. But he's he's the Winter Soldier. And he needs to, now that he's at peace with what he did, he needs to redeem the Winter Soldier as a hero. And it's the redemption arc. You don't want to lose that. Like, look at Rogue. 
The yeah. redemption arc is what makes a lot of these characters cool. Like I still want the redemption for him, and it, he did. He redeemed himself, but he's he's now he's now Winter Soldier with a thumbs up. <laughs> Not a Winter Soldier. Run away. <laughs> Listen, Winter Soldier is probably one of my favorite characters in the past twenty years. Like with what with what they did with him when he first came back, it was just a fun story, and you're like, oh shit, they took that dorky looking kid and made him badass. Oh, a- all right. There's a couple characters. There's a couple characters that the MCU has just made made important when they never were before. Like again, I never cared. Even in Avengers books, Thor would talk and I'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm invested. The same with Winter Soldier. I didn't care about Winter Soldier before the MCU. Like the Winter Soldier book was cool and when he was like when he was cap was fun, but why well, wasn't like head over heels, I can't wait to pick up something Winter Soldier's in. But Sebastian only, Stan changed. The only that. thing they missed out on, which I think we'll get with the fake uh, Black Widow is some of the storylines with him and Black Widow and them hinting at it. It's, that's the really big thing I'm going to before we end. That's what bothered me is they gave you that little moment. At least remember, me, recognize me or remember me, the line she said. You're like, oh, they might give us some backstory between the two of them. Nope, they're going to kill her and you're going to delay the movie for 16 years and we're never going to see it. Sorry. And we're never going to see Budapest. Womp womp. <laughs> No, I bet you. I bet you. There's a Budapest scene. I bet you because that's such fan service. Yeah. That's some, you that's. Think, you think we'll get it? I would not shock me if we get a flashback to Budapest. It wouldn't surprise me if the movie opens in Budapest. That's yeah. <laughs> that's where I was going to go with it. That would be funny. Just give us five minutes in Budapest. Just, just, just. Uh, I wouldn't even want that. I, I want it like. Um, I want it like Wayne's World Two, where it just says Budapest and she's like looking around, and then that's it. Then they just go into the movie. <laughs> See, we did it. She was there. Yeah, it's them leaving Budapest. They just meet each other. They bump into each other <laughs> on the way. They well, no, switch the like, planes. She's leaving, and she's all done up in like the dress, like a spy, and he's like bleeding, broken arm, because <laughs> she remembers it differently than him. That would be amazing. They, they just, they meet at a Starbucks. It's like the most American way <laughs> ever. How did it go for you? Oh, it was easy. You? All right. Well, that's the show for Wednesday. We'll see you on Friday when we talk about MODOK. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, I don't know, man. Watch Minty, that show. Watch the Minty show before yourselves. Friday. Watch, watch a couple episodes. Hold on to your chair. Wow. Did you do that thing? Oh, you man. can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere Watch online. Everything. Womp womp. Everything great. Um, <laughs> who are you, Pedro Pascal in, in Wonder Woman 84? Are you the It Could Be Better? <laughs> Fun fact, Pedro Pascal was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer season four. <laughs> Episode 13. You can find Three. the show Welcome oh. to Fireside everywhere online. That's a Welcome to Fireside your social media choice. And that's the Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. And we actually have a new Instagram. I uh, forget what it's called because I didn't make that one. It What's is it called? called <laughs> All Things Fireside. So, Check that one out. Uh, one quick stop for uh, news that's coming out from all the different areas of pop culture that we got. Moscow's killing it. The amount of the amount of posts coming from that is amazing. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you like the show, comment, like, subscribe, share, all that stuff. No.